What's up, guys? This is the Geek Domination Podcast. Which episode is this? Uh, 43. Shit, 43 episodes, We're almost guys. to 52, which would be the one full year of cast. That's fucking crazy. I know. We're nine away. That's nuts. Yeah. But um, with that being said, yeah, Star Wars Day. Woo! One more day. One more day for me. Yeah, I know. I'm so fucking excited. I know. The reviews. That I know. Just Everything's coming today. up. Okay, guys. So before we get Quick into that. Ones. Yeah. Anthony Tyson here. Uh, hi. Um, also, uh, let's go with... Uh, uh, which one? Which one? Sid, uh, wait. Sedano Atharo. Okay. The Crimson Corsair. Yes. And then uh, I'm Zane Coppage. Today is <laughs> December 16th, 2015. We're a day away uh, from the early showings. I didn't set an alarm on my phone for it, but I got a notification last night that the earliest screenings had begun. Like, Google had informed me that the earliest screenings had begun. That's how... Here in Colorado? Yeah, I guess so. That's, I don't know where, but... Yeah, that's yeah. a great question. Google I, informed me. I could only find the 17th when I originally right. looked. Right. God damn it. But yeah, with that being said, uh, let's touch on just very, 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 very briefly what we've been up to. So I've been up to... Raid stuff with Destiny, just because that's still going on. This week Ooh. is the Oryx challenge, which those just want to make a really small note. Those challenge modes are bullshit. They're not real challenges. They're just like stipulations. Because <laughs> like we enter were looking, a here and dot the lines there. Kind of yeah. It's like <laughs> instead of doing it the way you were doing it, just do it this way instead. This one time and get special shit. Okay. Oh, um, okay. And then Fallout has engulfed my life continuously. I'm still just. Doing that shit. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll pop on uh, to play some Halo 5. And, and uh, you'll see I'll me constantly on. constantly see you. Yeah, on, uh, I, I've been absorbed. Um, and then beyond that, uh, I've been trying to catch up on shows because we're entering into a nice little break where uh, most shows are in mid-season finales and taking the mid-season breaks. So I've been trying to catch up on the shows that I've let sit. Like, I'm probably going to plan on watching Minority Report finally. Oh, I have you'll not, have to tell me how that is. I've recorded all of it, but I've not watched a single episode. Okay. Yeah, you'll 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 definitely uh, have to tell me how that favorite is. Favorite show so far this season, though, absolutely by far, is Ash vs. Evil Dead. Hands down. Makes sense. Uh three episodes in, I can say I was very entertained yeah, by that. I've I've now caught up on that one and oh, it's so good. So, nice. so good. Uh but yeah, that's about it. Cool. So what about you? What you, I mean, you've been gearing up for Star Wars. Man, you had an other awesome than, stream yesterday. Uh, How did that go? Uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. Not many people joined in currently, but then I heard from other people that they saw and... it when it was you know eventually posted posthumously after right, the live right. stream. That's cool. And uh, it was kind of fun. Um, I was turned on to that game by uh, uh, JL and uh, Cody. Okay. And they 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 fucking love that game, and it there makes sense because it's a it's a party game for sure. Right. Awesome. So, oh, Quiplash was the game, by the way. I didn't, I didn't even Quip say Flash. that. Quiplash. Got it. So there you guys go. Uh, beyond that, we haven't been up to a whole, whole, whole lot. But today, we're going to try and bring you guys up to speed to where we're at currently leading into The Force Awakens. Um, seeing as that's coming out very, very soon as oh of tomorrow God. for most people. I can't wait. Um, we will be doing kind of recapping kind of stuff that might appear in terms of like the changes that Disney made to the EU and stuff that they've done with Clone Wars and Rebels and yeah. other things that might was, matter. Yeah, I was thinking like we would take them through a timeline. Exactly. I would just be like, I, I literally have the entire list of anything and mm. everything that has come out right. in the past uh 12-ish months that they yeah. really started doing canon stuff exactly really ironing out what's yeah what's current 
So yeah, we'll kind of bring you guys up to speed on that stuff, and then we'll delve deep into the stuff that really matters leading into The Force Awakens, the stuff that will matter more for that experience. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get started. So first up, I guess, is uh, Phantom Menace. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to pull up the list now. So yeah, first one is... The episode one, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't watched it, guys, there's uh, this kid named Annie. He does really annoying shit, somehow blows up a Trade right. Federation ship. And um, fucks up an a, entire pod race. Fucks up an entire pod race, uh, you know, runs around, mm-hmm. uh, says yippee a lot. And uh, Wizard. Uh, wizard. He tries oh, yeah, to that coin that one as a catchphrase. And it was awful. Yeah. Terrible phrase. Uh, mostly a terrible movie, but there's this dude called Darth Maul that is introduced, and he's pretty cool. He's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, Darth Maul is a cool he's probably fight. Probably everyone's with... favorite or second favorite. Yeah, I, villain. He, he's he's a cool one. He's definitely Just a product he's of our aesthetically of our youth. so cool. Yeah, and he's and he's definitely a product of our mm-hmm. youth. So it's like we have Fun that fact, little nostalgia there. Eridonian and Zebraki, because one is a location and the other ones a species. But they're both the interchangeable for the same. Creature. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. Just a little fun fact. Um, so yeah, and uh, and he's uh, he's presumed dead in that movie. Yes. Um, so yeah, and then Obi Wan and Anakin do this thing mm-hmm. called the Attack of the Clones. That's a great movie there. Um, um, so Princess Amidala, fucking weirdo, uh, yep. decides that she actually does like Annie. Uh, when there's what child, like a six year ver- difference, y- almost ten years. Yeah, yeah, right. I think he was nine. She was. 15 14 or 15 something like that yeah so like six year difference so it's like she was almost grown and he's just like this little child right little boy yeah and then uh, grown up because this is i think i believe 10 years later um he uh just decides to look at her really awkwardly Mm -hmm. goggle the fuck out of her and apparently she finds that hot creep her out and and said she's turned on so. On the cool side of things, we have a clone army being built. Uh, yeah. Crazy conspiracy. Clone Wars might as well have just been called, hey, look at the effects we can do now. Yeah. CG army nonsense For at the that end. For um, that while somewhat cool, was also kind of nonsense. Dooku. Um, they introduced up. Dooku. Anakin. Pretty yeah. Good. The, the new Sith Lord, quote right. unquote. <laughs> um, Count Lip Saber. Yeah, Count Lipsaber. That's exactly it. Uh, oh, and Anakin loses his arm, so that, yeah, that's fun. His first arm. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get into something that's much more fun and much and actually, more interesting. Not too bad film, actually, apart from Hayden Christensen. Actually, I wasn't. That that's not yet. The Clone oh, Wars. Yeah, the Clone that's right. Wars is in between that's right. Attack that's of the right. Clones right. and uh, and Revenge. So fantastic um, series. Yeah, fantastic. Slow to series. start though. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a slow slow burn, but once you get past, I think like the first two and a half seasons. Yes, that's pretty much the exact three, threshold. It really gets takes off. Um, I highlighted some things mm-hmm. from that. So the main points. Yeah. So for those of you unaware, uh, Darth Maul introduced in the first movie with the double bladed lightsabers and all that. You remember? Uh, he is yeah half. Um, he is half survived. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. His legs are gone. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but he's never forgotten. Right, right. <laughs> and he's introduced to uh, his, uh, I, I suppose you could say, kind of brood brother, um, Savage Opress. Yeah, they're considered brothers. Yeah, by the by the Night Sisters. Yeah. Um, they're not technically important. It's just something to know about that Maul's alive, and by the end of the series, his current whereabouts are unknown. Yeah, he has robot legs that are weird looking. Robot legs at the time of the end, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, better, better looking by the end of the. I'm the sure. Yeah, yeah. I just remember those early ones were 
Remember the spider legs that he first introduced? Those were weird. Those were dumb. Um, but Death yeah, uh, I guess it's also important to note that the Night Sisters are Force users. Oh yeah, that was that was going to come up in a in a minute too. Okay. Um, we'll just go ahead okay, with that yeah. one then. So yeah, the concept of alternate Force user sex are introduced. So it's not just the Jedi and the Sith that can use the Force. They're merely religions. That Which makes use so much force more sense. As the energy. Yeah. And it totally makes more sense. It makes so much sense, actually. Yeah. Um, the two other sects introduced are the Night so Sisters, yep. which are a race of, I guess you could call them witches, but again, yeah. they're force users. So right. they, they have this air of dark side like usage to their yeah it's it's not quite hammered down that they're dark or light they just use the force yeah differently they use the force differently but which if you had to put like an aesthetic yeah exactly you would say dark yeah you would agree yeah that's yeah and then uh there's also this really interesting um concept introduced in season three called the mortis Mm-hmm. And randomly, while uh, Obi Wan Kenobi uh, and uh, Anakin yep. are chilling in space along with Ahsoka Tano, which, by the way, is the apprentice of Anakin, keep that in yep. mind. Yep. She's also introduced in the series. Uh, they randomly ran, run into this uh, alternate dimension world place mm-hmm. um, where they find three uh, individuals the father, yep. the son, and the daughter. And they're simply known as the Mortis. And essentially, they seem to be beings comprised, comprised of, and solely uh, exist through the force. They are literally the force in a physical a manifestation. personification. Yeah, of personification. The force. Yeah. Um, the good. sister being the light side, the dark being the sun and, and the, the, the dark f- side. Yeah, and, and the father kind of being in between. Right. Yeah. So those those things are all introduced, and, and that's great, but um, the large amount of that series just revolves around, I think, those things being introduced, as I think mm-hmm. they might be prevalent later on in the universe. Right. We also get Dooku's apprentice throughout that series. Yeah, Asajj Ventress. Yep. Um, she's, uh, she's okay. Yeah, she's actually a pretty decent character. She's yeah. just sadly written into an atypical villain for cartoon role right and and we'll get into her in a minute too right, in another right. book um anything else that you wanted to oh I wait think death watch oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's yep, the that's other right. thing yep um they're a group of of mandalorians yep. who want to restore the ancient code of mandalorian which thinking, is great for people like you and i that love kotor and the old republic while not technically confirmed as canon they do slightly introduce those it's concepts. pretty much saying like hey we don't want to say it is but it is that's why it's also like it still exists like the old republic is a game you can still play but it's not confirmed as eu and it's canon much but... like how they introduced <laughs> in the original statement of disney acquiring right, lucasfilm right. they said they can pick and choose things from the previous now legacy yeah. um, storylines that they can put into canon at any time, and that's cool. Um, which, going on that whole subject, mm-hmm. too, Darth Bane and the Rule of Two is also introduced. So right. So good to keep in mind. So, yeah, I'm just, it's just curious to see, because, you know, like you and I have been saying for a long time, like uh, we'd like to that final conversa- confirmation saying that at least KOTOR stuff is canon, and it doesn't, affect, it doesn't truly affect what's going on right now because there's a 3,000-year gap. But it's it would be nice to have that reference yeah. there. And uh, for those of you, again, who are new to this, Mandalorians are simply an ancient race of warriors that could really fuck people up. They are... <laughs> 
Space Vikings. Space Vikings. That's a great way of thinking. They of it, view yes. they view strength over gender and anything else. Like everyone's viewed very equally. Yeah, as at so least long as the they can ancient pull... way of thinking. Yes, this. exactly. Yeah. Um, the show did a pretty decent job because I know like there was some really solid female characters in that, and they were viewed very equally, which is very Viking of them. Agreed. Um, <laughs> so those were two big things. Um, then we move on to Dark Disciple. Yep. Now the highlights of this novel is that it focuses on the story of Asajj Ventress. Count Dooku's ex-apprentice, as they do have a falling out in the Clone Wars saga, and Quinlan Voss, which is, for those of you really, really geeky, you'll notice that he was a random extra mm -hmm. that was inserted into uh, the Mos Eisley cantina, or not Mos Eisley, um, Mos Espa cantina okay. space in The Phantom Menace. He's just chilling oh, in the background. Yeah, okay. And what he is, is later on he got retconned into the actual existing universe as Quinlan Voss Jedi Tracker. He's kind of like an okay. investigator, yeah, uh, yeah. hunter type, if you will. Makes sense. Uh, they go on in, in an adventure. There's nothing too, too crazy to take note of. But to just say that both of their storylines are wrapped up and concluded definitively. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So then we move on to Revenge of the Sith. Uh, people get angry, younglings get killed, and uh, Anakin turns into Darth Vader. And he loses four limbs. Yeah. Uh, he re-loses yeah. his robot limb. Wait, no. Or no. No, because he... No, he still has the one he, good he, arm, he, doesn't he? No, no, he's, no that he's, is the robot arm. Yeah, he uses so he the, ro loses the remaining yeah, three he re limbs. Yeah, it's three more limbs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. Yeah, yeah. More Machina than man. Which, uh, I'll take a moment now just to reference the fact that I've been reading the Darth Vader comic book series that Marvel's been releasing. Yeah, we'll I won't go that into that in into too. details, but mm -hmm. I will say that it's pretty cool to see them reference scenes from Mustafar. Cool. That is, a, that is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, so then after Revenge of the Sith and the things that conclude there, again, people, we're not going to go too much into those because you need to just watch the movies. Just yeah, watch just, them. just go watch them. Um, we get into Kanan, the last Padawan. This is the next thing on the timeline of the universe. This, uh... Kanan, the last Padawan. This is the comic book backstory to the character Kanan uh, Jarrus, who is uh, a character featured heavily in Rebels, mm -hmm. the new uh, cartoon okay. series, and his master, Depo Bilaba. And this is set during the events of the fateful Order 66. Right. Okay, real quick, just because I want to make a side note. The show, the cart, the cartoon Clone Wars, doesn't it go through Order sixty six as well at some point? No, I, it it or was the that way that it's set film? up is it's supposed to go before right. the events of Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So no, the Clone Wars. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so if there's another thing to take from the Clone Wars, we'll go back into that real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Order sixty six was simply a protocol mm -hmm. chip that was installed in all clones, essentially minds that. Right. On the word Activation. execute order 66, a mnemonic device um, would program them to betray and turn on their Jedi leaders. Essentially, They're it was all a sleeper mind cells. control device, a sleeper, like they were yeah. all sleeper cells, eventually, for the Emperor's will going sense. forward. So the Clone Wars tackle the idea of order 66 mm -hmm. being that. And then in Revenge of the Sith, Order 66 gets executed. So Clone Wars concludes before Order 66 takes place. That's right. Yeah. The one thing I was thinking of was the Gendi Tartakovsky shorts that were created before Clone Wars became a real series when they were the little five-minute shorts that would run. Unfortunately, they're not canon, though. So that's well, why I let what's them funny, out. What's interesting about those, too, though, is that they did set up 
the series because the art style is still present. The only problem is it was it, well, it was a different art style for those ones that you're thinking. Well, of, and, well, and more specifically, they were like the samurai. Jack right, art and what style. I was meaning by that is that they took that art style and converted it to the three dimensional art style. They really pulled a lot aesthetically. They from yeah, that show. they they took the the ideas that that set in place, mm -hmm. put it into the movie Clone Wars exactly, and which then, then introduced the, the series show. the Clone Wars. Yep, that's what happened. Yeah, so that's how that went down. <laughs> um, but on Kanan and the Last Padwin, those are the only two big things to take note of of that story. Okay. Um, I don't want to spoil it for people that do end up reading it, so I won't go too into deep. Essentially, it introduces Kanan and talks about his master Depp of the Lava. So, okay, cool stuff. Lords of the Sith is the next novel on the timeline. Um, this is focusing on Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine in the early days of the now official Galactic Empire Makes in sense. this current timeline. Remember, guys, we are still before the Battle of Yavin and uh, the events of Episode 4. Um, this also introduces Chom Sindula. He is the leader of the Free Ryloth movement, and he's a father to Hera, a character that's later featured in A New Dawn, and, again, Rebels, the cartoon series. Um, mm -hmm. The large extent of the plot is about a trap that the Free Ryloth movement sets up in a place on Ryloth, mm -hmm. the home of Twi'leks. Makes sense. Which, if you're not familiar with them, they're the weirdo guys with... Uh, Their head tails. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they've got, they've got kind of like, like a tentacle You'll see, head. You've pretty much seen them in every cantina ever. Exactly. They're in dancers. one way or the other. Yeah. They're either dancers or, or they're advisors. Yeah, exactly. Um, to, uh, to huts. Exactly. <laughs> That's the other place you always see them is the guy, like, yeah. for, for those of you who De really love... Thank you, that guy, yeah. yeah. With, who's pale and has the two head tails, yeah. Exactly. Um, but it's a plot that they put forward to assassinate the Emperor and Vader, essentially striking a mortal blow to the Empire's uh, head, head, yeah, essentially. Makes sense. I won't go into spoilers again on this story because you all should read it. It's really, really good. And but those I'll put this out up. there. There's an entire trilogy of films that takes place after that. <laughs> So you can kind of make guesses at this point. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, then we get to uh, doo -doo -doo -doo, A New Dawn. Yeah, this is the yep. first canon novel to come out um, exclusively made for the new canon universe. And the reason why is um, this was where two uh, characters who are heavily featured in Rebels First Meet. It introduces Kane and Jarrus again. Mm -hmm. um, this is technically his first appearance as the novel was made before the comic book series. Uh, Kane and the Last Padawan was created. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, Hera Sindula, which uh, she's a rebel saboteur and pilot. Um, the, the only thing to really take note of this, if you don't want to read the story, is that this is where they first meet, and uh, they do some crazy shit together, fuck up some things, and then they decide, hey, we should actually do this nice thing where we help people mm -hmm. that are fucked over by the Empire. Okay. Um, the Rebellion is still technically not a thing at this point. All right. Rebels. Yep. The TV show introducing that is still Rebels. airing. Yeah, that is currently. still currently airing. Uh, it features in what season two right now? Yes, okay. and uh, I'm like I'm like three or four episodes in. I'm a little bit behind. Right. Um, so the show features not only Kanan um, and Hera, but the also big character to take note of here is Ezra Bridger. He okay. is a force sensitive kid that Kanan runs into on the planet Lothal, which is 
kind of like an industrial farming planet, essentially, okay. for yeah, the Empire. Um, they also introduce various Inquisitors, which are dark side users mm -hmm. that are essentially dispatched as hunters to hunt down any remaining Jedi that yep. were left after Order 66. Yep. Um, the current Inquisitors are the Grand Inquisitor, which, spoilers, he is dead now. The third go. brother, alive, still kicking, and the seventh sister, alive, still kicking. Um, we don't know technically who the seventh sister, the third brother, or the Grand Inquisitor were previously, if they were anyone, um, although there are various speculations on that, mm -hmm. but it doesn't pertain to The Force Awakens, so I left all that out. Makes sense. Um, we don't know how many the Emperor may have in use, so one of the speculations that does factor in to The Force Awakens is that some believe the Knights of Ren, those the mysterious... Inquisition. Yeah, were the Inquisitors of old, and if you're unfamiliar with who the fuck that is... Um, those are the people that you see in the commercial that are holding lightsabers that are next to the dude with the cross guard lightsaber. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really simply put. Yep. So then next up, still not on right. episode four. This is the last one before this. Smuggler's Run. Uh, this was Han Solo's solar, solo young, no, uh, young reader novel because uh, there were three of them introduced at the same time. Right. Um, the key point of interest in this is that the tale begins as a recounting from old Han, the current Han Solo we have now in the Force Awakens movie. So essentially, it begins gotcha. as him telling already, a tale yep, to yep. people in the current right. universe. Um, the the tale is kind of interesting. It's kind of cool. It features an ISB security agent. It's kind of fun. But the main thing to take note of is what he's talking about outside of it. He's in a cantina. He's talking to these dudes that were talking about the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. And he's essentially trying to figure out where his old ship went, which gives us the... Uh, the understanding that prior to The Force Awakens, he does not have his ship. Which is he something we kind somehow. of insinuated from very early reports, too. Exactly, yeah. So we don't know what happened, but essentially he lost his ship. Take Very KOTOR 2 of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we get to episode four, New Hope. Death Star gets blown up. Alderaan gets blown up. Um, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi dies. But... Returns. And comes Force back goes. as Force Ghost. Yep. Yeah. So then we move on to Weapon of a Jedi. Young reader novel again. This is the second one. Um, it's featuring Luke, and it tells the story of a journey he takes to find the ruins of a Jedi temple on Deveron, mm -hmm. a jungle planet. Um, remember that, again, as these young reader novels all focus on a tale being told by someone current time, mm -hmm. this tale is told by C-3PO, to a pilot named Jessica Pava, okay. an X-Wing pilot named Jessica Pava in the now Resistance. Um, this story is how he learns some brief lightsaber moves, and Luke mm -hmm. is what I'm meaning. He learns stances from a diagram on one of the walls of an ancient Jedi temple. Makes um, sense. Ru oh, I should say ruin on Deveron, as well as he learns proper deflection techniques from uh, remotes that he finds in the temple. So if you're wondering, how the fuck did Luke actually get good with the lightsaber and manage to like learn how to be a Jedi? Right. Well, he did it like this. He found old Self-taught from and diagrams. Exactly. And, and he he and... took everything he could um, that was allowed to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously Yoda. And, yeah, they helped refine the finer points, but he learned the basics on his own. Exactly. He also fights a mysterious being known as the Scavenger. Now... 
Here's a, a rumor. This is not confirmed or substantiated. However, there was several reports coming that this scavenger actually does appear on Jakku. I don't believe that. So I'm not going to give it any credence because we do don't know. Do they describe know. his appearance in the book? Uh, they do. And yeah, it does kind of follow something similar. But that something similar is also in a comic book that we'll get to later on. And well, and I'll put way- this out there too. Go ahead. Scavenger is such a broad term. Exactly. Anyone who goes and scavenges old sites is a scavenger. There. Exactly. So, sure, and, you're right, but it's not the same guy. Yeah, probably. and this battle they have, he has an electrostaff. Luke uses his lightsaber for the first time, the one given to him by Obi-Wan. Um, essentially ends up with the scavenger being de- like defeated. Right. And he's alluded to that he's alive, but he's really, really fucked up. So I doubt he got out of the yeah. pit that he ends up in. Yeah. Um, the thing to take note of is that C-3PO in the now The Force Awakens universe, because as I said, mm-hmm. he's recounting a tale to someone, right. um, he reveals to Jessica that Luke did return to Deveron at some point and meet up with the young girl that he finds at the planet called Farnay, and that Farnay had grown into a very respectable young woman. I do not know if she will be in The Force Awakens, but it's something to take note of as there were a lot of little spoilery details setting the universe in this that yeah. might prove fruitful for anyone watching the film. I mean, you never know. Uh, just out of pure speculation, off the top of my head right now, like I could already think of like a few ways they could have taken that if they wanted to keep that some kind of canonized event that like he found her. Yeah. He, I mean, you never know. Like, I'll put it that way. Like, she could be a Force-sensitive. It never really... I'm sure it never really alludes to anything of that nature. So... They could take it whatever they wanted. Exactly, yeah. They never quite reveal that, but she could be. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Then we get into the Star Wars comic book series, the Vader comic book series, the Leia comic book series, the Vader Down comic book series, and the Lando comic book series. These literally all take place kind of before five and around the same time as each other. Yeah, so I can speak to what I've experienced of Vader because that's what I've touched on. Um Sadly, like I've said before, I read it through the app, and the app has a six-month delay. So I, it, I've hit the cap right now, and it's like episode or issue like five or six. Um, however, from what I've experienced, Vader has become less, uh, less faithful in the Emperor. Um, the sure. Emperor has also lost faith in Vader and is testing him consistently now. Sure. Um, Vader's now kind of breaking out on his own and kind of growing into a Sith Lord on his own account now. Um, it's finally doing that little thing where he's starting to see, like, maybe the Emperor's not the be-all, end-all, and I shouldn't, like, crave his power. I should create my own now. And so he's starting to create his own forces. He's creating his own agents. He's, he's cr- starting to create his own little force. And yeah, for his when own the little, time, little group of uh, For of, when uh, the time groupies. comes, yeah. For when yeah. the time comes that he'll eventually have to take over the mantle. So that's what I've experienced so far. Um, take it from there, I guess. So the key things that I picked up, yep. and I admit I have not read all of them. Right. I'm nowhere near close to being caught up with any of these series. However, I know enough about what's going on right. to pick up some fine points that I think everyone should know. First off, uh, Vader learned from Boba Fett, uh, the bounty hunter that you guys know from the original trilogy. He's a badass. Yeah. Uh, Luke's last name. He learns that from Boba Fett before the and events. And that of was the last five. issue I read. Yes, because he it does this really cool scene in the comic where he's just standing there and he clenches his fist yeah. and he just starts to see like they're insinuating that he's like just frustrated and the force is extending outward from him. Right, and it pulls as, away. As Anakin does. Right, 
and it pulls away from him and like he just crushed an entire like the the, the window that faces the sp- space in general from his ship cr- cracked completely ground yeah. completely like compacted like he just compressed all his force around him and just like frustrated right there yeah that, that like the emperor lied about his children exactly and he doesn't know exactly what's going on right at this he point just too. knows that he's so, been lied to yeah so still in episode five learning from the emperor as he did technically right. this still fits a canon sort of way exactly as he doesn't know it's luke or that it's his son maybe it's someone trying to impersonate sky exactly maybe that makes him more pissed off right um luke also recovered a journal left from obi-wan to him and it's detailing his life and adventures between episodes three and episodes four when he dies eventually. So this is Luke's last, this is Obi-Wan's last testament to Luke, essentially, you know, like his will, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, Even as a force ghost, there are some things, obviously, you can't, he wouldn't describe or care about telling. Yeah. Maybe in this journal, Luke learns some more things and more, more uh, wisdom from yes. Obi Wan's teachings. Yes, yes. Uh, three. Han Solo married. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really quotes. say this like this. Fucking quotes out the fucking wazoo. Mm-hmm. Married a bounty hunter going by the name of Santa as a part of a ruse to fool a hut. This was not a real marriage. This was not real. This this is not a real marriage. Well, this does not destroy anything that Han well, is or well, well, will be. Let's also clarify. This is two, not a real marriage. Two two things. One, you can get legally married all you want to anyone you want. It wasn't even a legal one. Well, and that, that well, that's what I'm just saying. Like even for show, you do the legal ceremony so that it, it fools somebody. Like the end result is still the same. That like. You're not devoted to that person. Yeah. Like, they this have is a not ruse. had a child. There's yeah. no ridiculous with that. So right. put that the fuck out of your mind. Right. Anyway. Right. I had to say that. Um, four. There is a black market. Wow. Ooh, there you Jesus go. Christ. There you I'm go. starting to lose my, uh, let, let my that voice out. here. There is a black market for kyber crystals as well as Jedi and Sith artifacts. So things of Which force makes sense. power. That's kind of always been a through line throughout all the Star Wars universes that anything that is ancient Jedi or Sith tends to fetch a high price anywhere. Yeah, we don't know who or what is trying to gain these artifacts, right. but it is alluded to that a mysterious organization is trying to scoop them out from the bellies mm-hmm. of the underworld, right. so to speak. Um, so we'll see what import that may play later on. Mm-hmm. Five. At one point, Chewie, Han, and Leia have all used a lightsaber in a fight. Uh, I saw that scene. A few issues uh, ago, and it's uh, it was yeah, it was pretty a straight like. um, Han complains about how he prefers a blaster. uh, Chewie's using two swords at once, just swinging like a madman. Like it looks ridiculous nonsense, but it's kind of fun. Well, and it also speaks to the the truth of the universe in that like they always stress that it's force users that have to use these things, but the reality is is anyone can use them. It's just you run the risk of lopping your own arm off or something. Yeah, if the lightsaber is alive and well, somebody made it, somebody crafted it. You can still hit the on on switch and swing it exactly. So. It's a nice touch. Um, exactly, yeah. So was, that was kind of fun nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought I'd include that for a fan. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Know. Then we get to the really, really bad book, in my opinion. The one huge failing out of the new canon, yeah. in my opinion. Heir to the Jedi. This is Luke's solo novel that was technically okay. made before the EU was officially launched, but it actually released post-EU change. 
So they included it. They kind of retconned it into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they did is because essentially it's it's harmless. Right. But it's harmless because it's really poorly written and it's not really important. Slapshot. Slap yeah. The only and... piece you could maybe pick out of it is that Luke, this is where he technically starts trying to experiment with building his own lightsaber for the first time. He just fails a lot. Which makes sense. Yeah. So uh, nothing really cool there. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. That's a cool movie. Go watch it immediately if you haven't. Most misquoted film of all time. Misquoted? People fuck up the I'm your father quote all the time. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's the one running thing on the internet is that like the actual line is different from what everyone always says. Everyone always says, like he says, Luke, I am your father, but that's not what he actually says in the film. The internet just goes crazy with the memes about it because it's all I guess silly. that's true. I guess people right. who aren't accustomed to it would do that. Okay. Right. Um after that though, after yeah. the events of episode five go on and get the Empire coolest, smoothest character in the, the universe in that film, by the way, Lando. Yeah, you get Lando. The, the smoothest... Lando officially. Right. Not Lando just officially. You're right. Series. Yeah. Um, so then in the timeline is Moving Target. This is a young reader novel featuring Leia escaping from the Empire. Mm-hmm. She's just on the run doing shit. Yep. Um, I didn't really pick up anything crazy important from this novel. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I think she talks to TN Nub at current time because, again, everything is is through some story in current yeah, time that's been right. told to somebody in the Force Awakens universe. Um, so, yeah, this is whatever. Uh, moving target. There you go. Uh, Battlefront Twilight Company is the next mm-hmm. big thing on the agenda. Um, this is a book that starts technically before the Battle of Hoth, but it also ends before the Battle of Yavin. So it kind of coincides with Episode 5, but also ends after Episode 5-ish. The timeline is quite skewed from that, um, as when you're a rebel in the Imperial fleet that just, or the rebel rebel fleet that just got scattered due to Hoth, mm. you don't really know what time it fucking is. Right. Um, you're just doing shit. So the main character in this is Namir, uh, and he's a soldier in the Rebellion's Twilight Company garrison. Mm-hmm. The key event from this book is the culminating battle where a decisive victory is won on Pinyub, the capital city on Sullust. Yes. This is where Tien Nub's uh, Sullustin co-pilot, by the way, if you, you aren't familiar for him, he's the Sullustin co-pilot on the Falcon in episode six, the one that goes, That's what ha, I was gonna say. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. about to go on <laughs> good, good impressions. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is where he joins the resistant movement with the rebellion. So he was he was a part of something. He was a part of a, a slow fringe, rebel yeah. swell, but he never really was a part of the rebellion until... This battle takes place yeah. and everybody meets up. And I believe you talked about this book. Was it last week or the week before? Week before? I think it was week before. And uh, you spoke to everyone about the fact that, like, it's this one was the one that jumped around, wasn't it? Uh, it jumped around in some timelines, okay. but only for Namir. Okay. So I would say it's it's real time that it takes place is like post Battle of Yavin, um, after Battle of Hoth. Uh, those for pre pre Yavin, post Yoth. Or, or no, post Yavin, pre Hoth. There you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there you guys go. Yeah, because this because so. the book starts off with the Empire being really pissed off that the Death Star got blown up, and that's and that's what causes the rebellion to scatter a little bit, yep. and then Hoth to happen and all that because they bugged out. Which actually, that was also another book that I read. Sadly, I don't think it's canon. I think it was the last Dark Horse book that came out. Uh, but it Even was Dark Horse. Yeah, I, yeah. 
but it was it told an actually interesting point of view that i thought marvel was going to honestly take from it was that uh leia put together the black squadron to find a new base after death star no nope. yeah unfortunately no that is not yeah. official good read uh, though for legacy. anyone that wants to just read a good story yeah i'll put that out there do it um <laughs> so then we get to episode six return of the jedi now we are getting slowly caught up with the current state of affairs in the universe yep um second death star gets blown up Luke kills Vader. Well, Luke doesn't really kill Vader. Vader kills kills the Emperor and gets kind of killed kind by of the Emperor. Suicide. Yeah, of sorts. He just kind of inadvertently kills himself. <laughs> yeah, he becomes one with the Force. Again. Yes, yes. There we go. There we go. Um, then I'm going to go from here before Shattered Empire and Aftermath. I'm going to tackle Lost Stars. Now, this novel, again, like Twilight technically takes place before the battle of yavin technically right after revenge of the sith um okay yeah uh oh shit one quick note correction i forgot tarkin i forgot Tarkin. Shit, that's right tarkin. Uh, tarkin is between uh three and four as well and Which that's a great sense, book because he becomes a fantastic tarkin. general yeah yeah, and he's heavily alluded to in this book, actually, too, in the beginning, as he's one of the reasons that two of the main characters, um, Thane Kyrell mm-hmm. and Sienna Ree, join the Empire. This is technically taken from the point of view of people that believed in the Empire in the beginning. Okay, yep. It's got a really, really interesting story, and it parallels the events of the original trilogy, so it tugs at your heartstrings mm-hmm. from a nostalgia level as well. Cool. I'd say that this might be my favorite book in the Star Wars universe, almost my favorite piece of Star Wars fiction, period, including the movies. Which one was this one again, so people know? very Lost well. Stars. There we go. Yeah, please read this, guys. Um, all I will say is that due to a falling out of Thane, he does not... He he. Mm-hmm. He he defects right from the empire. Sienna stays with them for reasons, um, and essentially the culminating battle takes place during Jakku, which is a decisive victory for the rebellion that takes place. Um, Isn't about that where the empire lost the majority of their forces as well. Was that yeah. fight? Yeah. And it takes place about twenty years before uh, the Force Awakens. And we've spoken of this on the cast before. We're pretty positive that's the fight that kind of scattered many of the related characters that are related to the past generation. They, they didn't, I don't I think it scattered, scattered them, but um, it definitely. <laughs> It definitely was a change of power in the universe. Right. Well, that, I mean, that, and then we have also talked about at length, though, like just the fact that there are so many pieces that come together around that area with this film. Because this film will yeah, be... We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We don't know much, We honestly. don't know much, honestly, yeah. But it's... Jakku's very similar to Tatooine. Mm. We've at least seen Jakku in the trailers. We mm-hmm. know for a fact we've seen Jakku in the trailers. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I'll put that right. that way. And the connection to this is that... Sienna actually controls and commands a Star Destroyer during the battle. Thane, funny enough, on the Rebellion side, takes a group of hijackers to try and get a Star Destroyer for the Rebellion. The Mm -hmm. Rebellion needs Star Destroyers. They want them. Yep. And as protocol dictates, if that happens and you can't defend your ship, you fucking scuttle it. Right. So she decides that she will set it on a course to um, go into... Kamikaze. Yeah. Kamikaze throws it into the planet... And I am 
I'm throwing out a speculation. This is my one note right. on this one. I believe that this is the Crash Star Destroyer featured heavily the in The trailers. Force Awakens trailers. I would agree. I just think that connection makes sense as not only is it cool, but that Lost Stars novel is a surprisingly big critical hit and right. money hit too on the book side of things. Just because so. you made me think of it book. real quick from that Darth Vader book. What's interesting is the guy that they put in charge of kind of running things after Tarkin is done. Uh, he actually believes in tripling down on Star Destroyer production because he had no faith in the Death Star. Yeah. No, a lot of people in the Empire thought it was really foolhardy. Yep. But it's the Emperor's, you know, arrogance yeah. incarnate. Absolutely. It's just it's just amusing to me that they they these do all tie together and they're proving that through even subtle things like that where it's like this guy's like, no, I'm in charge. We're doubling down on Star Destroyers because they're so much more effective. So, next book that takes place. Um, yep. Next piece of story is Aftermath. This takes place primarily on the planet Akiva. It is a remote jungle planet on the outskirts of the Outer Rim, yep. but it also does show excerpts of many key going-ons across okay. the galaxy in these highlight sections. Yeah. In fact, one of the failures of this book, critically, is the fact that it doesn't focus on the cool things, which are the sections going across the galaxy. You don't yep. care about what's happening on Akiva too much because the yep. characters they have there are unimportant. Gotcha. Um, so first off, my key things to take away. The New Republic was officially created. Keep that in mind. The New Republic is a real thing. It's an entity that exists now. Yep. Uh, Mon Mothma, one of the leaders of the New Republic, and what many people are assuming does become Chancellor at some point. Right did want to demilitarize the rebellion yep we and by extension before. the new republic yep yeah once the fighting had died down right which makes sense she's she's a peaceful she, person yeah she does i was not gonna say to she was Empire. personal or personified throughout the original trilogy very much as like someone who desired peace yeah exactly desired... the complete reverse of the Empire. right she was very much a heavy contrast which is right. you know take it or leave it exactly the next piece is Coruscant in this current time frame is still under the Empire influence. So during the key events of, Which of Aftermath. They had such a tight control on it. Exactly. Though there are many riots across the planet, literally that planet is in chaos and lockdown right now. I mean, considering the size and scale of that planet, the fact that they had multiple miles of buildings from the ground up, I'm positive it's an upheave right now. Yeah, it's, because... it's, it's quite an uprising, but it's not a real uprising. Exactly. Nothing's being done. It's just chaos and people dying like mm -hmm. crazy. Sounds right. Um, in fact, funny little note. That scene you see in uh, the end of episode six where you see the Emperor statue being thrown down. Oh, yeah. Aftermath literally has one of the prelude sections take place right immediately as that's happening and afterwards. Oh, that's neat. In which, right after all the cheering and applause, security comes Shows down up. and shoots on the crowd. Yep, so that's yep. delightful. So it's a nice massacre there. Exactly. Um, number four, Han Solo, through smuggler contracts, heard that there was an opportunity to start a Wookiee uprising on Kashyyyk. They were headed to the planet during the events of Aftermath. However, this storyline is not concluded as I think it's going to be something taking place in the next The Empire Aftermath was in control of that after episode two, correct? You mean episode five? Well, no, what I mean is like from episode two throughout the end of the films, well, Kashyyyk was under Empire control. I mean, technically the Empire didn't exist in two and three. 
I mean, that's fair. But, well, that's what I meant, is that, like, it was Through controlled the by... the events of 4, 5, and 6, right. uh, yeah, it was controlled by the Empire, heavily. Obviously. It became well, a slave. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is yeah, that... they the, turned the Wookiees into slaves. The clones showed up, they steamrolled it because... Well, or the, they, they were on them. the side. That's right, they were on I the recall same side. Now. They were a part of it. And then, during the events of Order 66, the they, Wookiees helped the Jedi, so that means they get to turn into slaves. Exactly. So, yeah. Fucking Wookiees, but uprising, she, hopefully she they kill always them. had slaver issues, man. What? Well, I said Kashyyyk has oh, always yeah. had slavery issues. Well, it's because it was for three thousand years, fucking empire assholes. <laughs> right, man. I know. Um, number five, Akiva is where some of the surviving empire's leaders gather to discuss the future. Not all of them, but some A many heavy them. players. Um, Could that possibly be alluding to what we've spoken of we'll about that factions? Here in a second. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to brief this one that. out because this okay. is the big point of aftermath. Gotcha. Um, so the crux of what happens here is two other leaders, and these are the ones that I took note of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, three. Okay. Admiral Sloan. Okay. She is a cool character. She is one of the people in these meetings and talks on Akiva. Cool. Moff Pandion. Kind of an asshole. Right. Really wants power, but doesn't really have authority. He doesn't really have a command presence. Just the, the facade of one. Right. He has a title. He has a title, That's but nothing more than that. It. And it's really self-given. Right, you can tell. It's chaos. Because, like, I mean, we already know Tarkin had a lot of control. Grand Moff Tarkin. And then this guy's name is Moff. Like, yeah, he's in what you're saying, it sounds like, yeah, he's, he's just a guy that kind of has a title. He yeah. rose to the ranks there, and then he's never really earned trust. Exactly. Okay. The third guy to take note of is kind of what I would say is a dark vizier. Someone okay. who yeah. does not have any force powers, but was heavy um, in the Emperor's influence and hung around him a lot and learned about the dark side from the Emperor. Um, no one that can manipulate it, but is essentially a devout follower of. Yeah, yeah. He He's subscribes a religious to the Sith. zealot. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Sith. Yes. Um, and he is really cool. He talks about what the Emperor's kind of uh, plans were and what we should do now that we can't control the regular place yeah the philosophy the ideals of him interesting but the biggest one to take note of is admiral sloan now what happens is the course of events the rebellion learns of them being on the planet sends in a bunch of ships and decides we got to take them out if we can they do a lot of damage pandian and this vizier dude are taken out of the picture Uh, one is captured by the rebellion which is the vizier dude and then pandian i believe is killed if i'm not mistaken now sloan Sloan. escapes and she has control of the last super star star destroyer that the empire has called the ravager that's cool she (laughs) takes that super star destroyer gets the fuck out of Dodge with right. a couple of maybe random Star Destroyers that managed to escape. Right. Now, the end of this book, she takes this to an unnamed fleet admiral that is taking control of the remnants of the Empire's best and brightest. He states this mysterious figure is not given a name. Yep. He simply states that they have all they need to rebuild and that when the time is right, they're going to strike back. Um, my speculation commander snoke of some sorts maybe maybe even um uh max von sedow's character which is never really he has an official name now but i can never remember it as he's not been heavily featured in the media right so maybe that's max von sedow's character 
either one, it's going to be someone of great importance, similar to what many fans would have known as Thrawn in the past trilogy. Okay. Won't be him necessarily, but right. give his core traits. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see if yeah. that turns out to be the New Order, or if it turns out to be so. one of those other factions we've talked of possibly existing. Well, the thing that he also alludes to is that he's letting the old bad empire die out. He's right. cutting the heads off where right. they don't need them anymore. Which makes sense. Giving him supreme power and authority, taking away those loyal, those righteous with the empire's biggest of faith. And considering that in the trailers we're seeing the First Order as more um, organized and almost with a zeal that the old empire didn't a, uh, have. It seems to make sense that this would a be a ton it. more comparisons to Nazis, honestly. Exactly, exactly. This guy seems to be that kind of Hitler-type character mm. that is charismatic, but, you know, he he commands a presence, and yeah. he will fuck up right. everyone's shit. Yep. That's what I'm thinking. So currently, before the events of The Force Awakens, he's taken people in an unnamed area outside of the known regions of space, maybe like right on the tip of the known regions of space, right. chilling out there rebuilding as he allows and coerces the rest of the Empire to kill themselves off. Makes sense. Smart guy. Yep. Now we get into Shattered Empire. Comic series. This is my favorite piece of fiction from the uh, universe so far, aside from Lords of the Sith and, of course, Lost Stars. Right. So... It focuses on the events right after the Battle of Endor. This series introduces Poe Dameron's, uh, the X-Wing pilot featured in yep. the TFA trailers. Yep. That's him. Yep. Um, his parents, Kess Dameron and Shara Bay. Yep. Which we made some jokes about that in the past. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Shara Bay is an ace A-Wing pilot, and while Kess is introduced, the series really focuses on her more Yeah, than I've seen more images of her than exactly. him. Exactly. Although, uh, I will say, Poe Dameron looks a lot like his father. Oh, absolutely. For, at least with the representations. With absolutely. The it's like he looks like his father, but got his mother's traits. Because Shara exactly. is an ace A-wing Better pilot. pilot yeah. yeah. So, vet. And you can see where Poe gets his skills from, obviously. Mm -hmm. She takes on, in the series, a diplomatic mission to a certain prequel trilogy planet with Leia. So, Leia and Poe's mother did have a connection, which would naturally kind of coexist with poe as well it would it would be given to poe as well poe knows leia leia knows right. poe and they're tight well and like you know i've said like leia is essentially the new mon mothma and probably po, better than too. probably honestly because she was in the trenches of a, of a war so she knows how to fight exactly um and it would make sense that she would befriend someone and make him the leader of a squadron because he is such a good pilot like yeah knowing his, his mother mom. yeah so. exactly so they're they're tight they're all buddy buddy yep. uh the empire has been sending posthumous, quote-unquote, mm. messages from the, quote-unquote, emperor. I'm right. doing these quotes, obviously, because we don't know who exactly is sending these right. and if they are from him. They are via these messengers in order to um, kind of control the various fleets of the imperial Yeah, remnant. Give yeah. them orders and give them a cohesion, again, in quotations. One of the rumors, and I'm sure it's not true, I just want to put it mm -hmm. out there, is that the emperor made clones. And I don't believe no. that even a little bit. Yeah, I just want to put I'm, that out there so that we crush it now. I think the fact that they gave these messengers that vibe, and then, as I'll get to in a minute, mm -hmm. they prove that they aren't clones. Thank you. Yep. Removes that possibility in my mind. Um, Makes sense. 
though it is later revealed that these messengers are simply droids manufactured by the ISB, which is kind of the SS of the Empire. It's the Empire Security Bureau. They're the Secret Service. Makes sense. Uh, My speculation is clearly these these messengers are being relayed by someone for some purpose. These messages are being given for a point, and they're probably being controlled by one person. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's the same dude outside in the regions of space that we were introduced into by Aftermath. So okay. that same dude that's like, we're going to keep the Empire strong, but we're going to let the bad Empire kill themselves off. Mm-hmm. I think that dude is sending these messages through those messengers. However, we have no proof yet, so it could be posthumous messages from the Emperor still, yeah. even though he's dead. Could also just be someone who's acting in his stead, trying to have some form Which of Which is why I think it's him. Well, and see, the thing is, is like, since he wants Blimpire to die, it seems counterproductive to what his goals are. And that's where I think that maybe there's somebody that's still kind of running the old empire that's like, oh, we're still here. Don't worry. I could see where that would be a thing, but I still am really hooked on the idea that it's this guy because these messengers, while technically giving out orders, they're orders that don't make a lot of tactical sense. For okay. example, one okay. of the things then I'll reveal, right. if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead like a minute. Um, the Naboo is attacked that's the mission that shara bay and leia go on they defend I, Naboo, yeah, i've heard about that one, yeah, yeah from a star destroyer that's using antenna arrays to affect weather and climate control naboo essentially scouring it yeah why would you attack naboo it's not a tactical area but it is something that the emperor came from it's his home world. and it's his home world so maybe it could be the emperor maybe it could be him just giving them bad orders because mm-hmm. they do get fucked over and that plan does fail naboo is fine yep so just to keep that minute going real quick, we have another 15 seconds. I just want to make sure that people that jumped ahead. Up, 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 uh, 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 five, four, three, two. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Number four. Plot All right. Um, <laughs> Shara Bay also helps Luke to infiltrate an ISB base. There you go. Where it is revealed that the Emperor saved and stored two baby trees like kind of like roots of the original tree that resided in the original jedi temple on coruscant for some reason or another he decided to keep these two um bastions of light last lights if you will of the old jedi order alive but secreted away and what's interesting about that i think for research well yeah i was gonna say that but also like something that's that alive like it's a plant that exists We've known through many of the multimedia formats that Star Wars has come out on that, like, the Force exists in all living things. It absorbs through things. That, so that's something that's been in that presence of the light side for that long probably has some imprint. And so you're probably right. He was probably researching it, exactly. trying to figure out how to counteract it or something. Right. And Luke wanted these um, for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe Obi-Wan gave him a message that was like, dude... You should probably get those things because they're heavy in that light side, bro. Well, and and if, you know, I'll even put this out there, too. Since the original legacy EU had Luke rebuild the uh, council or whatever, the yeah, the Jedi Council the Jedi on uh, Dantooine, yeah. um, they could be alluding to the fact that rather than rebuilding it, he's just trying to protect its legacy in the current EU. I, th- I think that is more that close to the truth. Accurate. And here's what happens with those two trees. So he takes one, mm-hmm. but also lets uh, Shara um, take one to Yavin 4, Ooh. which is now where she resides with Poe and Kess. 
Poe is born of Yavin 4. Okay. This is a that's place probably, that is featured exclusively to him and his family that's with probably the what tree. seen in the, tr- the trailers, the lush planet I he's flying on. I think it is. I think this gives much more credence to that being Yavin 4. Um, in addition, we'll I don't want to say that it's happening, but he could have advised her to plant it there with the intent that at some point in the future he returns, yeah. he'll return and, gr- and eventually build a yeah. note, uh, but he needs to find new force users. Right. Like it and, could be something along those lines. And considering Yavin 4 um, place ways in the force, that temple has been there for a long time. Yes, it has. Um, whether they retcon it to the dark side as it once was yeah. or bring it to the light side as they could now, I'm fine with either right. as long as they... A, they, they acknowledge the play, yeah. They can even play with it and go. Yeah. This was once a dark place, and we're trying to cleanse it and turn it into something. Yeah, maybe better. that's why he puts the tree. There. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's like a cleansing palette. You know, exactly. So we'll see. We'll I'm see. hoping we get more into that kind of spirituality I would, format. I would love that. stuff. Um, so that's the end of the Shattered Empire. At least where we're at now. Prevalence. We hey, are now. Did it, end, did it fully end, or was that one that's still ongoing? I can't remember now. Um, I can't remember. Technically, it, all. it finished, but they could put it into more episodes that's right i can't remember yeah, if they're deciding to do that or not they, they could just decide to go on with it and it would be changing totally names fine. or something i'd yeah, love more adventures with shara and kes yeah, yeah. yeah i want to cool. see what they do and i want to see how badass pose uh Mom legacy and, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly um so the next thing this is where we actually catch up with the current time of the force awakens these short novels that i'm going to talk about are technically Within you could a say couple of like hours a or a couple note. days, yeah, it's like before a the Force note Awakens, into the movie. Exactly, it's it's literally our first glimpse into the world mm. and the atmosphere that is the Force Awakens. Nice. So, the perfect weapon. This is the first one I want to talk about because I think this one has the biggest kind of impact information yeah yeah an impact on on what we think going into the movie. I mean, we've seen what. The new, I guess you'd call it, child of the Death Star at this point. I would put it that way in a way. We've seen it on the poster, the giant weapon in the background. Yeah, we don't know what it is. We have no idea, but yeah, we've we'll, seen we'll an image of it. So maybe, is it, it do you think The, the perfect weapon is not in this. The, okay. That weapon is not the perfect weapon. Gotcha, perfect. The perfect weapon is essentially kind of alluding to Bazine Natal herself. Makes sense. She's a, that makes a super spy sense. and an assassin by trade. Yep. And her mission in this book is to recover a mysterious object for an unnamed employer. She does not get the name of the employer because she literally takes contracts and says, don't right, worry, right, right. I don't need to know nothing. Can I make my guess? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Yeah, we will. <laughs> don't worry. I think we're on the same page. I think we are too. So the first pickup from this is that this story and the other short novels released currently, mm-hmm. um, again, do take place literally right before TFA. Cool. Um, second, the object she is tasked to retrieve is a briefcase with an object. It's never really revealed to us what the object is. Um, it's simply that it was in the last possession of a retired stormtrooper, TK4, I'm going to go with yeah, 417, something like that. Yeah. TK something, something, something. Um, Serial code. Yeah, exactly. Insert here. Uh, her mysterious employer is never revealed, though they clearly have advanced technology and a large amount of resources. Bazine is told by this mysterious contact from her employer that literally this job is going to secure you for life if you do this for us. Um, and my speculation is... Kylo Ren. Well, maybe not Kylo Ren. Um, maybe the concern. First Order. Maybe the Knights right. of Ren. Well, definitely I think that. it's it is an order of some type. Some My type of organization. Because there are people that were... Kylo Ren is strictly because we know that he's a collector. 
it's and that true. he is with both the First Order and the Knights of Ren. Both kind of, yeah, yeah, true from what we understand. He's, he's got allegiances to both, which also means he probably has access to their funds. True. So, yes, so. that could very well be. could just be his kind right. of thing. It could um, also be, for and all we know, And the else. funny thing is, too, technically, the cool part of the story is that there's another organization after it as well, okay. never revealed as well. So we don't know if maybe it's the Knights of Ren and the First Order working against each other. We don't By know accident, if it's yeah. the Rebellion or now the Resistance right. um, Hell, working against you know the what? First Order. We Here's don't know a random thought. A lot of shadow organizations. It could honestly be Luke. He again, could have more access to again, funds we never knew about exactly, after the war. Exactly. We have no idea what's going so, on with Luke. Luke go. is the biggest mystery of this exactly. whole thing, and we'll talk about that at Absolutely. the end of this. Um, my idea is that the object was either Vader's helmet or Anakin's lightsaber. I think it's one of those items. I think it would make sense because those are the two artifacts that we've been given um, previews into that look like heavy. I was going to say, yeah, because we know that Ky- we've seen the images of Kylo kind of brooding over the helmet and we've also seen that finn winds up getting the saber somehow yeah i mean again again because we don't know who the organization exactly. is maybe it could be maz kanata getting the lightsaber you yeah, know and then she passes it to Leia. yeah exactly um so the other thing is it's also alluded to that at some point the new republic made peace with some of some sorts with the empire in some way or won them over some kind what, of treaty we at don't least. yeah we don't know yeah. what exactly happened but even they if made, there's a t- calm tension yeah. yeah who knows but the war was done yeah and it also seems that security now dons a white uniform that the government also takes care of retired stormtroopers leads to my speculation that the New Republic was infiltrated just like the old Republic right. and became corrupted by people who either were sympathetic to ago, or a part of the Empire. They got Hydra'd. Yeah, they totally got Hydra'd. <laughs> I think that that happened. That is like the best comparison. They got Hydra'd. That's exactly it. I, yeah, I totally think that happened. I so agree. that's my biggest takeaways from that novel mm. and the universe that we're, we're seeing. From. Makes sense. Um, so... Then we get into these really, really, really short fucking novels that right. are really silly. Little like one shots. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll briefly sum them up. It's High Noon on Jakku. Constable Zuvio is introduced in that novel, which he's a character in The Force Awakens. Um, he's cool, I guess. Um, How does that one go a little bit? Just a little touch on it? It's, it's very like, you know... It sounds like... Wild kind of, West Sheriff. Yeah. There's a reason why they call it High Noon on Jakku, and that's because yeah. he has a little showdown with a, an old acquaintance of his okay then reveals a silly conspiracy and it's funny because because it's so shortly written for kids Mm -hmm. literally the plot gets summed up so quickly you're like oh oh wow that was that was done okay it's a nice way just to introduce children to jakku yeah it's 99 cents for a reason okay no uh creatures large and small and the face of evil are also two other novels these ones really did not have any cool information other than it introduced maz kanata in uh creatures large and small and uh, she seems kind of cool. Um, cool, but only briefly introduced her, so we still don't know much about her. Right now, this one was my favorite out of all of them because I thought it was a really cool thing to touch on. Yeah, um, it's called the Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. So this guy actually intrigued me because was that official art that you posted about this character when you reached? Actually, that? that's the original still of the dude that's wearing the makeup for the movie is that makeup or a helmet i can't even tell we anymore. we can't tell that's the cool okay, thing about it okay um we don't know if it's if it's he a helmet honestly, for him or what but that's his face that's his, his name face. just bring i mean for obvious reasons but it brings me uh reminiscent of the red baron from world war one kind kind of in, in some ways in just naming and like i think the way the clout sounds yeah and with the way this this 
this thing played out, it, it kind of plays out like Treasure Planet. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so he's like, uh, you know, the Captain Long John Silver of, of old, uh, of the original, yeah. um, you know, planet, Treasure, well, and, Treasure and Corsairs, Island. Corsair is literally a term referring to pirates. Exactly. He so. has a pirate group and he hunts this treasure. That's cool. Um, it is, uh, his actual name is Sidon Athano. Okay. So something to take note on. Um, and he tries to set out after obtaining the knowledge that a derelict ship from the Clone Wars um, was found. Um, however, no one's gotten into it yet and no one's found out what it is. Apparently, it was alluded to that there was some type of treasure that Count Dooku wanted and never quite got. The ship became derelict after it had been attacked sporadically by the new Rep- or the the republic at the time okay and um, made an emergency jump that resulted in a crash into the planet of uh, uh until the the surface of a desert planet gotcha um it's not jakku but it is another desert planet so many desert planets in the fucking star wars universe right now um so when they get onto the derelict ship through events it's revealed that the treasure was a clone Oddly enough, a clone trooper that was trying to give out information on Order 66, but got found out before he could relay the information. So is he dead or was he some kind of preservation? That's what I was okay. Yep. So technically he is alive and he's like a 20 year old. Yeah, yeah, he's like a fully functioning clone. Looks like the Which like we've said in the past, the clones after uh, a port after episode three, not long after, I don't think. All died. Yeah, they were all died because of the accelerated aging. Yeah. Affected them negatively. Yeah, we have a few clones that are alive in the time of Rebels, but not. it's not going to be for much longer that they're alive Exactly. Um, so he is literally the last of his breed, so to speak, and he's a, kind of like a man out of time. However, it's alluded to that he does have knowledge on munitions of the old war and might be able to lead these pirate crew to caning some nice weapons. munitions. Yeah. yeah. So a little, little fun little treat there. That's um, cool. But nothing Pretty too cool. crazy on what we should look into for The Force Awakens. So, to sum it up, one last time. Here's what we've got in order. And I'm going to include Tarkin this time. Yeah, yeah. So, let's, let me double check my list here that I'm... So, for all you guys that kn- to know real ahead, um, I'm jotting all these down. And I'm creating a list that'll have clickable links on it, very simply put. It'll be over on the Zane's World tab of our website. So that you guys can click on them and just be taken straight to the the piece of literature sure. that is referenced so yeah. that you can easily find obtain and read these pieces boom so episode one the phantom menace yep episode two attack the clones yep yep uh clone wars movie and by extension the clone wars clone wars cartoon series uh both cartoon movies slash tv show mm-hmm. um we have got dark disciple yep after that then episode three then Kane in the last Padawan. Yep. And this is where it gets a little confusing. I believe Lords of the Sith is before, but then Tarkin. I think it's Lords of the Sith, then Tarkin. Um, we've got a new dawn. Yep, got it. And then Rebels, the TV show. The cartoon. That's still going on. Um, we've got episode four, A New Hope. Or actually, my bad. Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's Run, yeah. Then A New Hope. Then Weapon, Weapon of, of a Jedi. Jedi. Then uh, Star Wars comic book series, Vader comic book series, Leia comic book series, Vader Down comic book series, and Lando comic book series. These technically take all 
far too close of a place together let's, that it's impossible too, to discern which is uh, first Vader Down is what comes immediately after the Vader series. Yeah, but it could go back into the Vader series exactly, after this one. Exactly. We'll see. This is probably just a short run telling a set of stories about exactly all that. Yeah. So. Um, okay, then Heir to the Jedi. Yep. A shitty book that you probably should just skip. Probably. <laughs> uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Moving Target. Yep. Battlefront Twilight Company. Worth uh, the wait for that one. Yep. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Then you can retcon it anywhere within those movies and time frames if you want to read it in. Lost Stars. Because yep. it takes place pro like with the with movies and, and, and then ends after the movies. Yep. So that's why I included it there. Um, Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, hang on. Shattered. Shattered Empire. Yep, Shattered Empire. And then Perfect we come weapon. back... Uh, yeah, perfect weapon. Then as long the with three short stories. Yeah, High Noon on Jakku, uh, f- the Face Cre- of Evil, Creatures Large and Small. Oh, four. And, sorry. Okay, yeah, and Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. And then you have the Force Awakens. Yep. Woo! So that sets you guys up. Um, <laughs> I hope that this nice little hour-long jaunt into was that an hour? We hit. One hour, eight minutes right now. Oh, man. That, that timeline was, nice... was hard to no, reconstruct. I think you nailed it because I think we took about 15 minutes to kind of prep a little bit. Well, probably a little bit less than that, but still. I feel like that was a perfect little rundown for everyone out there. That So for those of you that like myself, you as well, and a bunch of other people that leading up to this release have now watched all six films again, we have now given you a reading list and viewing list in the case of the shows of what you can check out to kind of also supplement if you really want to or if you want to go back after the film to kind of get some backstory on some of these things we have it all for you well like i said i'll have the links and everything up on the site as well um but yeah that's kind of the rundown of star wars yeah that's the new eu yeah everything that you should know going into the force awakens yeah this is all canon this is all confirmed canon that we've listed yeah these are real things that have an impact on the universe as a whole large or small yeah so with that, I guess we'll leave you guys to it. Uh, remember, be excited. Go in with Dude, whatever. it's tomorrow. Oh, my God. Like oh, we my were, God. Like we were speaking of earlier, reviews I are coming it. out. Luckily, pretty much all the reviews are trying to stay as spoiler-free as possible, which is amazing. I'm most, very surprised. Most everyone is giving the tentative date of Friday for their spoiler-free reviews, and then they're going to label the fuck out of it spoiler review, you know? Yeah, which which is good, because we need that for the people. Like, we Excellent. need that more and more for this movie than ever because people have different viewing schedules with the holidays yeah. and everything. And it's and it's a seminal moment in, I think, Absolutely. geek culture. So. Absolutely. Um, hell, just to kind of bring it back home, my father and godfather uh, are getting together. My godfather's coming out from Grand Junction to Denver Oh, sometime wow. soon. You guys all going to see it together? They are. Uh, oh, like okay. I was telling you before, I'm right. seeing it when I go to Kansas next week because uh, Katie's family's a little, a little overbearing, just a little bit too much. Um, but they were recounting the fact that they saw it probably about 20 times back in 1977 when it first came out. They went to the theater and they spent multiple days, multiple hours just hanging out at the theater rewatching the original film. That's so, awesome. so they're getting together, my father and, and godfather, because they're best friends for the like last since they're seven so i guess 43 years makes sense as he's yeah godfather right and uh yeah so they're going to see it together again like seeing this one because they know like this is an important moment 
So with that being said, hope you guys all enjoy the film. You guys can check us out over at facebook.com. Our, our page is Geek Domination. You can check out uh, our Twitter, uh, Geek Domination, uh, G33KDOMINTION. Someone stole the real one from us. I know. Um, and then, well, and it's probably something really stupid and weird, too. Exactly. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jazzman4. You can follow Anthony here at Tyson Brothers. Uh, check out our Twitch stream every Tuesday. Yeah, well, most yeah. every Tuesday. Most every Tuesday. Uh, literally every Tuesday. As, as much been as possible. A little off because of fucking family. Well, and the holidays are. And hard. I mean that with all the love. I love right. Family. Absolutely. But you know, times are hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, you guys can email us at at or sorry at over at uh, geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com. There we go. Um, well, otherwise, just go over to geekdomination.net. Check out everything that we've done. Character or you know, cast bios, YouTube. All that stuff. YouTube. Absolutely. I forgot about yeah. YouTube. Thank you. No um yeah and i think that's about it uh we're working on some crazy cool stuff to go into the new year you'll get one more cast next week and then uh we'll see you in 2016 may the force be with you guys as always later guys <laughs>